Welcome to the Long Coat Mafia Podcast, where we not only treat all geeks like family, but we dare to ask strangers, what's your geek? Hello everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of the internet's most hated mafia-themed geek podcast, Long Coat Mafia Podcast. It is I, the Reverend Godfather, a.k.a. the Martinsburg Madman, a.k.a. this show's main host and frontman. This episode is one, a kind of a, I won't say an apology episode, but it's a way of me saying I'm sorry for the delay of the main episode that we were trying to put out this week due to computer issues, and two, it's a kind of a creepy slash lost media episode for all of you. So those two two main things for you. So take it as you will. So for the for those of you who've never heard this type of episode or anything like that, let me give you some kind of context. One, a lost media episode, or lost media in general, is generally referred to a book, a movie, a TV show, or some sort of, you know, music or whatever, a recording that's no longer available for the public to either view, listen to, or read, or a combination thereof. And in this episode, I'm sharing with all of you yet another episode of a defunct podcast called The Covert Cast. And this was a podcast put out by several members of Slacker and the Man many years ago. One of their co-hosts wanted to do a kind of a conspiracy paranormal podcast. And after maybe about a year or so, uh, it kind of went by the wayside due to various reasons. And since it did go by the wayside and pretty much no one really cares about it right now other than us here at this show i figured i'd like to share with some of those uh, some of those episodes with you now since because these episodes were put out like more than 10 years ago maybe closer to 12 uh they were put out i want to say 2009-ish, maybe 2010, so about 13 years ago. So a lot of the information that they were giving out might have been correct, or um, in that process of debunking everything, um, getting it a little bit wrong. So if you want, first give it a listen, and we'll get into everything at the other side of the episode. So that being said, here is the their episode known as Bigfoot. Now we've covered Bigfoot on this show, so if you have any type of uh, information in regards to Bigfoot, Bigfoot stories, etc., you could always send them to us here at our show by using our Gmail account, uh, which is longcoatmafia at gmail.com or just letting us know we'll be more than happy to relay that stuff out to you but either way here's that episode for you and see you all at the end of the show
Hey everybody, welcome to the first episode of the Covert Cast. We're your hosts, the man and Dusty. How you doing today, Dusty? I'm doing good. Um, Ready to start this uh, brand new uh, venture. Brand new venture. We're actually, uh, you know, this is our first episode of the Covert Cast. We are podcasting veterans, I guess you could say. Or I am. Dusty's been at it for a little bit. Yeah, now. a little bit. Not quite as long as you, but enough to really get my feet wet. The moniker The Man comes from another show I do called Slacker and the Man, and it's my uh, stage name. It's obviously not my real name, but it's my stage name on Slacker and the Man. Now, Slacker and the Man is a geek podcast. You know, we cover comic books, movies, uh, video games, that kind of stuff. Get wild and crazy, hijinks ensue, that kind of stuff, and uh, I'm the host of it. This is a joint venture between Dusty and myself, the Covert Cast. Yes, and I'm really looking forward to it. Getting to the paranormal. Um, yeah, we're going to cover uh, for conspiracies, paranormal. You know, ghosts, uh, UFOs. We're going to cover conspiracy theories, urban Kennedy, legends, nine eleven, Kennedy, nine eleven. That's all stuff we're yeah. going to hit. Um, our first episode though today is going to be about Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Bigfoot, Yeti, Yeti. He's um, got more names than freaking uh, Eskimos have for you. He snow. really does. <laughs> and we do have a web uh, website. Excuse me, a website. It's www.thecovertcast.com. We're also on Facebook. Just go to Facebook and type in Covertcast. There will be a link to our Facebook on um, on our website. Are we going to do Twitter? Uh, we'll set up a Twitter. I okay, mean, Twitter's good. Uh, I mean, me that'd Twitter. be good when we do our adventures. <laughs> you know me, I, I'm all about the Twitter. I'll uh, <laughs> I'll Twitter it up. I'm tweet crazy. Uh, you can actually follow us on Twitter. I am uh, the man S A T M on Twitter, and you are Dusty Ruin. Yes, R U E N. R U E N on Twitter. So that's a little bit of background about us. I've been doing the podcasting deal for almost four years now. Dusty, you've been with us for what about six months or so. Um, I mean, you've been around the show for a while, but you actually yeah. came on as an intern about six months ago, I want to say. Yeah, around six months or maybe, well, a little bit more probably, but... And then uh, you recently were promoted to full co-host status on Slacker and the Man, slackerandtheman.com, but <laughs> I digress. Let's get back to Bigfoot. Uh, the reason we're here to talk about, you know, or the thing we're here to talk about today... Um, Bigfoot's always been a passion of mine. It's something I've always found very, very interesting as a kid. Anytime anything was on, you know, from ancient mysteries with Leonard Nimoy to watching Harry and the Hendersons. Oh yeah, that was one of my favorite movies as a kid. But I love that movie. Yeah. You know, and that's still honestly in my mind when I think Bigfoot, the mental picture I get a lot of times is Harry. You know, because he's he's that's what sticks out in my mind as what Bigfoot should look like. Yeah, I mean, when I was a kid, I would devour all things, you know, paranormal, conspiracy. I could get my hands on, and Bigfoot was a big one. You know, yeah, was, Bigfoot is, you know, um, well, Bigfoot's he just seems more real than a lot of the stuff you'll see out there. He does. He, he's almost a tangible urban legend. You know, yeah. there's so many stories. From all the way back in Native American times to modern day, you know, he, he is one of the most researched. And really, when you get into cryptozoology and whatnot like that, he's the one that seems to be taken the most seriously by mainstream America. Yeah. Well, he is the one that can, you know, be the most realistic in this world, you know. Because there are creatures in history that, you know, they find fossils of, but, you know, that... Would be similar to Bigfoot. Like, well, let's go. I've got a timeline here uh, leading up to the main Bigfoot break in uh, American culture. Um, it says in 1832, B.H. Hodgson reports that his reporters were scared by a wild man in northern uh, province of Nepal. Now that would be the Yeti, right? Nepal is uh, foreign. Yeah, it is foreign. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's very foreign, you know. It's not it's Nepal, India. Uh, let's look it up real quick. And uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I like accuracy. I'm not too sure where Nepal, but uh, Google is your friend. Yes. <laughs> Fuck! I just fucked up my. Apparently, there's a Nepal Globe Lounge in uh, Greenville, South Carolina, but I don't think that's it. All right, all right, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> Uh, yes, it looks like in the northern Indian region. Okay, so Nepal is Indian. That was in 1832, a documented uh, wild man. doesn't say Bigfoot or anything like that. Of course, back then they wouldn't have known to call him that. Then it says in 1889, Major L.A. Waddle writes about mysterious footprints in the snow at 17,000 feet in the Himalayas. His porters told him they were from the Yeti. Now, is a porter, is that like a local guide? I think so. From what, I mean, I'm, what I'm inferring from this, these entries here? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. I know that, um, like, a lot of the people at the foot of those mountains, all, you know, Yeti's familiar to them. And so yeah, much so to that, them, it's not an issue if it's real or yeah. not. It's something they deal with. In fact, they, like, if they can find, like, hair or bones from the Yeti, they take it because it's supposed to be good luck. That's why one of the reasons it's so hard to find stuff as far as in the mountains for Yeti. Well, now, this is something, I should have read this before the show because this is something that's really interesting to me. 1924, the Siege of Ape Canyon. Several Bigfoots attack mining camp for over a span of several days. Uh, that's uh, interesting. I've never heard that. Yeah. Where was this in Nepal? Uh, no, this was, uh, let me see, the Siege of Ape Canyon. Siege of Ape Canyon was a seminal moment in Bigfoot folklore. In 1924, a group of miners who were working near Mount St. Helens in Washington State settled into their cabin for the night after a hard day, hard and interesting day for the men. One of the miners, Fred Beck, said he had seen a large hairy creature looking at him behind a tree. Another miner fired a shotgun at it, but it ran off. That night, the men found themselves under siege. Large rocks were thrown at the roof of the cabin and the sides. The men were up all night trying to keep the doors from being pushed open by bracing it with furniture. Whatever was attacking them was determined in their efforts and ran off after sunrise. Before 1924, there had been no recorded attacks by Sasquatch. So, okay, so in 1924, these guys are in Washington State, which in 1924, yeah. Washington State would have still been very, very rural. And uh, these are miners. It doesn't say what they were mining, but... But soon, presumably, they're digging into the earth and probably getting into the earth where they like to sleep and stuff. I mean. Probably. So, well, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't help anything that they fired a shotgun at it when they saw it. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, this is interesting. This is actually like an attack on humans by, I, I, I'm inferring from this, it doesn't say, but by more than one Bigfoot. Yeah. Well, so, a lot of the stories I read, it seems like Bigfoot has the habit of, you know, attacking people with rocks sometimes when they go into their territory. I mean... Yeah. A lot of stories you hear about Bigfoot attacking, they're throwing rocks. I mean, it's... Now, um, the next entry is 1925. First, re re first record of first-hand sighting. N. A. Tambazi sees a clothless man, human-like figure, from 300 yards away, foraging through the buses. I'm assuming that's supposed to be bushes. It says buses, but... <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm going to go with bushes. The figure walked upright. Location, Zumu Glacier at 15,000 feet. Then in 1951, Eric Shipton takes picture of Yeti footprint in the snow while climbing Mount Everest. Okay, that's the famous Yeti footprint picture we've all seen. With yeah. The, you know, they actually put the ruler next to it and all that good stuff. And that was in 1951. In 1958, Logger Crew member Jerry Crew is one of the first to make a cast of a Bigfoot footprint. Now, hasn't that one been debunked, though? Yeah, there was that one was the one where later on his kids came out with, like, a wooden... 
Yeah, the you wooden uh, sandal almost type uh, yeah. device he would wear and make the footprints. Now, uh, let me say this about the show. I'm very open-minded when it comes to the kind of things we're going to talk about on the show, and I don't have a problem presenting both sides of the viewpoint. And eventually on the show, we had the capability, because we're actually uh, um, you know, recording this in the Slacker and the Man studio, so we have the capability for phone calls and whatnot like that. As a matter of fact, eventually we may start doing a live episode here and there where you can yeah. listen live and call in. But we are going to do interviews and whatnot like that, and when we do interviews, we're going to try to get people of opposing viewpoints on the phone. Yeah. You know, maybe not at the same time, because that could be a mess, but... But, you know, um, now the and next one's 1960. I just want to go back to something real quick. Okay. The one, um, the footprints in the snow, the famous photo. Yeah. Or I was watching a video not too long ago where, like, a famous ape expert was going over it. And he was pointing out um, the way the footprint is, it actually looks like it came from, like, an injured foot. Which, you know, if someone was taking a footprint, it would be hard to, you know, fake an injury into a foot. You know, unless you were, now like, an expert is, in and of itself. But now, wasn't there a theory by some of the uh, detractors that something to do with the snow melting and then freezing again caused it to expand? Uh, I mean, I, you know, I, I'm not recalling all the details on that, but I know mm-hmm. from watching some of the documentaries and whatnot on Bigfoot that that was a theory. Yeah. Now, I don't see it being that defined as it is in these pictures. Yeah, if you see the footprint, I mean, it's got, like, uh, almost looks like, like, two big toes... Which doesn't really make sense if it melted, because the toes would have melted into themselves, and it would just be like an outline of a foot, but, you know, there would be no definitive toes like you All see right, in the I, picture. I'm, I'm looking it up now, and they're, they're yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty damn defined. Yeah, I mean, it's got toes and everything, and like I'm saying, the toes would have melted into the, themselves. The toes on it are not symmetrical either. Yeah. The big toe is huge. And then the the next toe is long and pretty big, and then there's two more smaller toes. From the picture I've got here, I can see. Um, let's see if there's a better picture. A bigger one. All right, there's a bigger one. But, yeah, it's, you know, it, it, I, I don't buy into the whole snow freezing and reforming. And Well, and if you look at it, it's powder snow, too. It's not hard-packed ice, basically. Yeah. Um, so, all right, let's see. What's next on our timeline here? Uh, the Hillary expedition uncovers a fake Yeti scalp and footprints that were a result of melted snow. Okay, that's what I was thinking of. Mm. This expedition cooled the interest in Yeti. <laughs> All right. And then in... Pun ni- intended? Yeah. <laughs> then in 1967, Roger Patterson captures a female Bigfoot on film. Once that happened, the floodgates opened. That's oh, yeah. when, you know, everybody started coming forward about sightings. You know, and all that good stuff. Now, the Roger Patterson film is still highly debated today yeah. as to whether it's accurate or not. Um, I know for a fact the other gentleman that was involved, Gremlin, is that his name? Uh, Griman, Gremlin, something like that. Anyway, he did a, uh, here not long ago, he actually did, let me look it up, um, he actually did an interview for like a hundred person audience at, uh, in California about it, and he still steadfast in his uh, his story. You know mm. that it's what happened. Um, well, see. it's interesting to open the floodgates, but it makes sense. I mean, before the the video came out, you saw a Bigfoot. You don't know what the hell you're looking at. I mean, Gimlin is the gentleman's name. Mm. So if you'd saw something like that in the woods, who are you going to tell? I mean, what are you going to tell him you saw and well, and you also and had the people think, that before that got ridiculed. Well, and in 1967, the uh, you know you, you had to think of where we were technology, 
you know, with technology. They yeah. had a portable camera they could film it with. Now, the quality is obviously not that great, but they had a portable camera. They had the ability to transfer this film from this camera to news outlets and whatnot like that, so it could be viewed by the public. Yeah. So I think at, the, at that point, you have a classic case of technology catching up with something like that. Um Let's see. According to Wikipedia, which we all know is the most <laughs> most reliable source, reliable of source of anything. Yeah, um, yeah. It's still it's uh, it's back and forth as to whether it's real or not. You know, I, I've seen experts on TV, film, and ape experts and whatnot tell you why it's real, and then I've seen film and ape experts tell you why it's not real. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. Well, it's a case of, you know, people see what they want to see. If you don't want to believe it's a Bigfoot, you'll find reasons why it's it can't be real. Do you believe that's a real Bigfoot in that? Film? Oh, I believe it's a real Bigfoot. I, mean, I do, too. Several reasons. Uh, the uh, the gate, which is something they've proved can be, you know, uh, repeated by a human. Yeah. But there's a lot of detail on that suit, man. I mean, the breast, yeah. you know, the, the actual breast. Um, from some of the uh, ape experts I've seen speak on the film, the body language, you know, which can be mimicked, but you also got to think, this is 1967. They, it's not like they could go online and research how to do all this. It would have been a huge undertaking. Well, there's also, in 1967, not as many people had even seen a gorilla at this point to even know what yeah, they the you know, walked. The only way people would have seen it would have been at a zoo or yeah. a magazine or something like that. So, I mean, it's not like they had the resources to... Yeah, it's not like they could go on YouTube and, you know, right, watch exactly. hundreds of videos of apes walking. But, you know, one of the things that really stuck me that I heard an ape expert uh, speak about on this, and it was on, this was on Ancient Mysteries uh, on the History Channel with Leonard Nimoy, is when the uh, the Bigfoot in the Robert uh, Patterson film, when it actually turns its head, it turns and the head kind of comes up over the shoulder when it turns. And the yeah. ape expert was saying the reason that happens is their jaw is so prolonged when they turn their head, the shoulder actually blocks the jaw. Mm -hmm. So they have to lift their head up over the thing to turn. And that's something, you know, as a human, you're, you're not the first time you're doing it. You know, if you're trained in it and that's what you do yeah. is mimic apes, then sure you're going to do that. But, you know, I mean, I mean, and you would think if they were going to fake it, they would have got better film. They would have got closer. They would have had more conclusive proof yeah. of Bigfoot other than this grainy, faraway film. There's also the fact, um, the way it turns its head, if it was wearing a mask, it'd be hard to, you know, keep the mask... Hey, keep it situated. Yeah, keep it situated for them. And well, now, there is there was the uh, special effects guy that came forward and said that... Uh, Philip Morris is his name. In 2002, Philip Morris of Morris Costumes, a North Carolina-based company offering costume props and stage products, claimed that he made a gorilla costume that was used in the Patterson film. Morris says he discussed his role in the hoax privately in the 80s, but first admitted publicly in 2002 on Charlotte, North Carolina radio station WPTAM. <laughs> Morris claims he was reluctant to expose the hoax earlier for fear of harming his business. Giving away performer secrets, he said, would be widely regarded as disreputable. Is that right? Disreputable. Uh. Okay, whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. But, and as for the creature's walk, Moore said, the Bigfoot researchers say that no human can walk that way in the film. Oh, yes, they can. When are you wearing large clown's feet? That's basically saying what we said, that you can hmm. mimic the walk. But, you know, like I said, if I was going to fake that at that time period, you know, where nobody had done it yet, yeah. I would have made an amazing fucking Bigfoot video. You well, know? He, he says he was afraid it hurt his business. If anything, it would only help his business if he... You know, oh, oh well, that's my suit. It's you know. One of the other things I read about it would that definitely was, get a lot of attention. Was that he also made props for magicians and whatnot like mm. that was a big part of his business. 
And magicians may not want to use the company if yeah. you're going to give away their secrets. You know, if it's going to get you some publicity, if you're willing to, you know, sell your soul for that, and a lot of people may not use you. But I honestly, I think he was grabbing at attention in 2002 when he yeah. went forward with it. Um, but he's not the first person that's come forward and said, "Oh, there, I was involved. It was fake." And right, I mean, there's been plenty of people over the years come forward and said, "Oh, I was involved with Patterson. It wasn't real." They're just all people trying to get attention. I mean. He just seems like another one of them. Now, well, and, you know, speaking of that, here recently in 2008 in Georgia, there was a big hoax. A Bigfoot oh, yeah. Hoax. Supposedly there had been a, a Bigfoot body discovered, and these two guys, uh, one of them was a law enforcement officer. Um, they had discovered a Bigfoot body, and they had it in a freezer, and they actually sold it to, let's see, Bigfoot Inc. is the, is the, uh, the organization they sold it to. And initially... They said, Bigfoot Inc. said they had the body. It was at an undisclosed location. They'd studied it. It was real, yada, yada, yada. Well, then when they get this body at the press conference and all that, and it starts thawing out, it's a ape costume, rubber ape costume, with some animal intestines shoved inside it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, stuff like that really does more to harm than to do good. They may have made a quick buck off of it, but, you know, I know the law enforcement officer lost his job over it. You know, his career is gone now because of that. Um... You know, one of the shows I watched uh, leading up to doing this episode to kind of research was uh, Penn and Teller's Bullshit. Yeah. They have an Urban Legend uh, episode, and one of the ones they did was Bigfoot. And one of the things they did was they got a professional costume maker to make a costume. They used, uh, you know, amateur video methods to film it, and they made a fake website and put it up and got a bunch of attention for an authentic Bigfoot video. And then they used that to say, you know, look, we did this, and everybody thought it was real. So that means it can't be real. Yeah, but that's a bit of a stretch. I mean, let's say you did it now, this day and age, and you know you got this much attention from it, and it, it can't be real. What about back then, whenever you know it, it may not have gone beyond like local news, if you know. Yeah. Now, another interesting thing to watch if you're very interested in Bigfoot is a movie called. It's a documentary. It's called Not Your Typical Bigfoot Movie. Yeah, that's um. Now these guys are what <laughs> really do harm to uh, actual serious cryptozoologists. These guys believe you know Bigfoot is telepathic. He can levitate, um, and they what they do is they take video of they live in Ohio and they take video footage of the woods and then they make still frames of the video and say, "Look, there's Bigfoot. See that shadow? That's him." <laughs> yeah, and you watch them breaking it down. I mean, if you break down a video over enough frames, eventually you're going to see shadows that are going to resemble whatever you're looking for. Your, your mind's going to fill in what you want to see. And then if yeah. somebody points it out and says, look, there's Bigfoot, oh, sure, a certain amount of people are going to look at it and say, oh, yeah, I do see Bigfoot there. And if you're getting video, why wouldn't you have a video of Bigfoot if you managed to get them in one of their frames? Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, their whole research method is just, it's bogus is what it, I mean. Now, uh, something I want to look up and talk about is a recent uh, still cams uh, captured from a, uh, a game camera. Tell them a little bit about the history on that, Dusty, while I'm looking this up. Not to put you on the spot or anything. <laughs> yes, not to put me on the spot. Um, oh, basically, they had a camera set up on the woods. It just took pictures at random intervals. And in a couple of the shots, they have a couple bears playing. And then a couple frames later, what comes into view is uh, what looks like a, a young Bigfoot. Yeah, okay, according to this website, uh, that, you know, there was a game camera, and you can clearly see in the first couple of, uh, frames on this, that there's two juvenile bears playing in a clearing. I say playing, they're in a clearing, they're kid bears, I assume they're playing, what else do you do when you're mm. a kid bear? But, 
Then there's another form that comes into frame, and it is just completely, the proportions are all wrong for another bear. You know, this website I've got up here, uh, boingboing.net, is saying that it's a mangy bear, another juvenile bear that's mangy. And they're showing one that is uh, emaciated, it's not eating right, so it is thinner and the arms look yeah. longer. But I still say. Well, if you look at the one that's supposed to be the mangy bear, it doesn't really have any hair, whereas the one that's... Oh, looks like Bigfoot obviously has hair on it still. I it mean, it actually looks like a juvenile Bigfoot to yeah. me. I mean, I mean, it doesn't look like mange because there's not like patches of skin. I mean, it's it's still covered in fur all over. Now, uh, another episode we're going to do here down the line, and we have some great interviews for it that we've got lined up. You know, We're based in Florida. We're based in central Florida. We're about halfway between uh, Orlando and Tampa. Yeah. But... Uh, one of the things we're going to do on the show is actually do some stuff that we can do here locally in Florida. We're actually going to go on some investigative uh, adventures, we'll call them. Um, I am a professional investigator. I uh, worked in law enforcement for about seven years as a uh, detective. I've done homicide. I've done property crimes. I've done people crimes, all that good stuff. So, you know, I, I can bring a little bit of professionalism yeah. to the investigations. But uh, we're going to do a skunk ape episode, which is the and you- local You've also done your fair share of, you know, hunting and tracking in your day. Yes, I grew up in a very rural area of Florida, so, uh, you know, as far as hunting goes, I'm very familiar with the flora and fauna of, of rural Florida. As far as tracking goes, when I first started in law enforcement, I was a canine officer with a bloodhound. Um, I didn't have a bite dog, I had a track dog, and, uh, you know, so I do have my certifications as a tracker as well. So I'm good, I can read sign and whatnot like that. Um... But uh, we're going to do a skunk ape. We're not going too much into skunk ape on this one because I want to do a whole... Yeah, I mean, we're in Florida. We're in the perfect place to do uh, right. a skunk ape search. So, yeah, that, that's something we definitely want to do. And, uh, you know, if you're listening to this and you have anything here in Florida, we don't mind traveling. Yeah. But, uh, you know, hauntings, uh, uh, UFO sightings, uh, skunk ape, anything like that. Yeah, anything you know. paranormal or just strange... Strange or weird. Do we have an email address? Uh, the covert cast at yahoo.com. Okay, the covert cast at yahoo.com. Send us, if you like or hate this episode, send us that. <laughs> um, if you have anything you want us to investigate here in Central Florida or in the Florida area in general, uh, send us an email and be more than happy to come out and take a look. We also have a Twitter set up. It's uh, the covert cast, all one word. You can follow oh, you us on set there. That up? Yeah. All right, that was quick, Dusty. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good um, at what I do. So, but yeah, you know, I, you know, I'm looking forward to doing the skunk ape one, but getting back to Bigfoot, um, one of the big theories about Bigfoot, pun intended, is that it could actually be a uh, species of previously thought extinct ape called Gigantopithecus. Yes, that's the theory I think is most likely case scenario. I mean, the, the theories for Bigfoot range everywhere from, um... Aliens, extra-dimensional creatures, but I'm more inclined to believe it's something more terrestrial, something that's, you know, we've seen in our fossil records. Now, a uh, a Gigantopithecus, according again to Wikipedia, because we all know it's the most uh, accurate website out there, is that uh, they are the largest apes that ever lived. They stood up to 9.8 feet tall and weighed upwards of 1,200 pounds. Mm. That's a big bitch. (laughs) Well, I think if it's not... An actual, like, a Gigantopithecus, it may be, you know, like a modern-day version of it. Kind of like, you know, maybe a little smaller, a little little more human-like. Yeah, I mean, it could have over time evolved into something smaller and more human-like. I honestly think that um, 
you know, uh, the the actual explanation for Bigfoot. I do believe it's real. There's something. It's it's connected in too many cultures. Yeah. Too many unconnected cultures have Bigfoot or Yeti or Skunk Ape legends for there to be nothing to it, you know. I believe it's one of two things. I believe it is a holdover of Gigantopithecus, and uh, or it could also be the wild man theory, you know, that it just so happens to be some wild man in the woods that... It's basically crazy. See, I think the likelihood is probably a mixture of both the modern um, Gigantopithecus and a wild man, you know, where sometimes it's mistaken for each other. Because the wild man theory, you know, you know, people say, well, if it's a man, then it can't be, you know, up anywhere from 6 to 15 feet tall. <laughs> but, you know, the human mind has a way of filling in things. And if you're scared by something, it's going to look bigger. Yeah. There's no two ways around it. It's going to look bigger than it actually is. Your mind's going to fill in some blanks. Um... So, you know, it is, like you said, it could be a mixture of some of the sightings have been Gigantopithecus. Some of them have been the actual wild man. Yeah. But, you know, Gigantopithecus is uh, scientifically proven that it did exist at one point in time. Yeah, and it was, you know, fossil records have been found in, you know, Asia to where it could have came over the land bridge like humans did, you know. know, Well, you know, another thing a lot of detractors say about Bigfoot is why haven't we found a body? Okay, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm an avid hunter, an outdoorsman. Do you know how often you find a, a, a body or bones even in mm-hmm. the woods? Very, very rarely. The minute something dies in the woods, the uh, you know the ecosystem has a good way of recycling stuff. The minute something dies, the scavengers are on it. Well, yeah, they so eat it, they carry it off, they scatter it, and, you know. There's that, and I mean, if you take into account these are pretty intelligent creatures, they could be burying their dead, like... Like we do. Yeah, now that's true. I mean, you know, and we've got a story uh, actually up here we prepared for the show about in uh, Mount Blanco, Texas, there was a 47-inch human femur found. And it says in the late, hold on, let me bring this over to my screen where I can actually face the microphone and read it. (laughs) Um, Hold on, let's see, there we go, that's better. In the late 1950s, during road construction in southeast Turkey in the Euphrates Valley, many tombs containing the remains of giants were uncovered. <clears throat> Excuse me. At two sites, the leg bones were measured to be 47.24 inches. Joe Taylor, director of the Mount Blanco Fossil Museum in Crossbiton, Texas, was commissioned to sculpt an anatomically correct and to scale human femur. This giant stood some 14 to 16 feet tall and had... 20 to 22 inch long feet his or her fingertips with arms at their sides would have been about six feet above the ground the biblical record in deuteronomy 311 states that the iron bed of og king of bashan was nine cubits by four cubits or approximately 14 feet long by six feet wide now okay so this wasn't found in texas this is a replica of the ones found in turkey okay but it says there were several femurs found in turkey that were that big so if there's actually been humans that were that big, you know, if there was a whole tribe of humans that were freaking... Well, not know, even necessarily humans. I mean, this could be a case of, you know, Gigantopithecus and yeah, no, to the modern man, it may have just looked like giant wild men. I mean, yeah, but these weren't wild men. I mean, you have this one guy's a king, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the uh, Og, the king of Bashan, you know, his, his bed was 14 feet long and 6 feet wide. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, they could have had enough human intelligence to communicate, you know... And, human-like intelligence to communicate and take over. I mean, if you're 14 feet tall, people are going to tend to say what you do and say what you want them to do. No, that's true. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the whole, where does the 600-pound uh, the, uh, gorilla go? Anywhere he wants to. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
But, you know, I, like I said, I honestly believe there, there's something to Bigfoot. Yeah. It's got to be. I mean, now, granted, in modern days, a lot of the stuff is a hoax, probably. Yeah. But, unfortunately, the real stuff is going to get swept aside as a hoax because there are so many hoaxes with the Bigfoot. Well, that's the case of anything, you know, paranormal, the strange. I mean, there's so many people just out to look, make a little quick buck off of it. It detracts from the real stuff that is out there. Yeah, exactly. I mean... You know, and I've never seen one myself. Yeah. I've never seen the sign for one. I've never seen footprints. I've never seen hair. Never heard anything. You know, have you ever heard some of those uh, supposed uh, audio clips of the Bigfoot? Yeah, I've heard a few of them, and I've heard um, a lot of times when I've, you know, watched something on Bigfoot, and they're uh, trying to communicate with them a lot of times, what they'll hear is like a, a, a knockback, like two times. And it seems like it's... um. The same two knocks, same, you know, pattern every time where they'll get two knocks when they're trying to get a Bigfoot's attention, which... Okay, according to this, this growl-whistle combination was recorded in the High Sierras in California by Alan Berry in 1978. Let's see if this will play. If our wonderful equipment will cooperate. <laughs> Sometimes on Slacker Demand, it doesn't always cooperate. Like now. It's just completely froze the fuck up. But the fact they have, like, the dual knock, like I was talking about, you know, it's just a... And then you hear it echoing through the woods. It seems like they do have a means of communication. You yeah. Know, well, I mean, they probably have a way to identify each other and stay away it. when it's not. <laughs> I think we got pranked. <laughs> that one, I've heard some good ones. But yeah, I think that one's a prank one. Um, it's kind of creepy, is what that is. Yeah, that one's. <laughs> well, you okay. ever been in a Halloween store? Like they have, that's, like, exactly that's what, what it sounds like. One of those. Let's see if this one's any better. Audio quality on these is horrible. Yeah. Right. Well, see, that could have been any number of creatures yeah. from that one, but I've heard some convincing ones that sound, you know, a lot like the way um, they've recorded apes, you know, growling. But you know, it's been recorded right here in America. background noise on that that sounds like it's from a movie is what that sounds mm-hmm. like um let's see this site may not be the best one for this <laughs> stuff let's see what's the most yeah uh, let's see if we can find a different one because that was just weird all right uh sound recordings here we go all right the northwest 911 call and crap you have to download it Oh, here we go. 911, what are you reporting? Uh, we got someone or something crawling around out here. Did you see what it was? Was it a person or an animal? or? I can't tell. All I know is that my central light came on, and I just happened to glimpse and see this thing running across the yard. Uh, a good-sized man or something looks like a man. I don't know what it was, just that it ran across the yard. Okay. You've had problems in the neighborhood before? Yeah, my dog was killed here just recently. I don't know what it was. Whatever it is, it's running. I couldn't catch it if I was going to chase it. But whatever it was, it was standing up. I'm out here looking through the window now, and I don't see anything. I don't want to go outside. Hello? Get somebody out here. What's going on now, sir? That son of a bitch is about six foot nine. I don't know. Do you see him now, sir? Yes, I'm looking right at him. Uh Uh-oh. Okay, hang on. He's right. Is he in your yard, sir? Yeah, God, he's big. Okay, what's he doing in your yard? 
looking at me? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What, it, it's, it's a big, real big person. That's all I can say. Okay, but it is a, it is a person. <laughs> yeah, I'd say it was a person or somebody really big. But he's all in black. He's, is he a black male or a white male? Did you actually see whether, or was he just wearing black? He's all black and he's big. He is big. He is big. That was, uh, according to that, that was a uh, excerpt from an authentic 911 call from the Pacific Northwest. The incident happened on the Kitsap Peninsula in Washington State in the 90s. The sheriff did show up eventually, but the figure had gone at that point and didn't stick around for long. See, it sounds like he, he thinks it's a Bigfoot, but he doesn't want to say it because he doesn't want yeah, to... Yeah, that one actually sounded pretty... He doesn't want to... He wants to be taken seriously once someone out there, you know. You're not going to say, oh, there's a Bigfoot in my yard because 911 going to hang up on you. All right, this is was recorded in... Uh, okay, that one says it's very soft, so we're not going to play that one. Here's the whoops and knocks you were talking about from California in 1974. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to tell you right now, that sound right there, yeah. you know what makes that sound? What? A bull. bull? A bull can make that exact same sound. I could take you out to any cow pasture right now in the middle of the night, and you could hear a bull making that sound. I'm not saying that's what that is, but... Well, with the knocking, though, I've... I've... I've seen heard that one with no like um growling or yelling like that. You know, it's just been the two knocks a lot of times and All right, let's see. But the yelling and whooping, that's not something I'd had heard in some of the videos I've watched with. This one doesn't have a description. Sounds like a man. A man saying what the fuck? That's what it sounds like. That seems like someone on drugs out in the yeah, woods. Yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, recording was obtained in a remote part of the Sierra Nevada mountains of California. Ron Moorhead can be heard in the foreground shouting out to imitate one of the animals. He tries to encourage the animal to continue making sounds. Here's another one from the same thing. Sounds it sounds like a crazy old miner from yeah. Scooby-Doo is what that sounds like. But you know what? Maybe it is a Bigfoot trying to mimic, you know, people yeah, talking. Could be cool. Kind of like a Predator in the Predator movies. You know how he would get the recording and play it over and over again and stuff? I mean, because right. it has been said Bigfoot is, you know, capable of mimicking, you know, sounds and people whenever they hear them. And a lot of times, you know, people out there hunting for Bigfoot will hear... You know, the same sound they uh, yelled come back at them almost identical sometimes. All right, let's try this one. This is from Pennsylvania in 2005. Are you going to stay in the car or are you going to walk out? It's a walkie-talkie exchange. The only thing is when I get out of the car, my light is going to come on. Hmm. I'll out the window as far as I can and start talking to it. I'll try it that way. I'm almost the there. Keep going. I'm frightening. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go with your instincts if you want to. You can stay in the car, but just... Make noises sound like you're trying to communicate and see if they come closer. Please do. Silence. I have sounds right on the corner. 
Let me just say this. <laughs> Our Slacker Demand Show is a little bit cruder than we're going to be on here. You'll hear me drop the F-bomb here and there and whatnot, or make an off-color joke. I am holding myself back so much with this exchange here. It's a little bit thicker. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of these recordings, it could be any like a number of things. Well, this really is no to... evidence. This yeah. is just a back-and-forth conversation. Wicked. Okay. Dusty, I see a Bigfoot. Oh, shit. Can you describe it? It's thick. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that 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 you know that that doesn't prove anything. So, all right, let's see. This is a bipedal walking near Hunabaya, Oklahoma. It's an audio clip. There. Really, is this sounds of it walking? I guess. Alright, yeah, that's either something walking or somebody eating a salad. Alright, these are whistles and growls from an expedition in the 70s, again in the Sierra Nevada Mountains in California. Crazy miner time. <laughs> it is a crazy miner. <laughs> oh, somebody stepped on a parakeet. Did you hear that? <laughs> I'm not trying to make fun of these things, but some of these are just fucking ridiculous. Some of them yeah. are cool. I, I admit, a couple of these we played have made the hair on the back of my neck stand up. Um, but, okay, yeah, that's... There's... It's, yeah, it's just too many people out there want to get attention. It, it's hard to, you know, weed through the crap and find the, you know, the actual good bits, you know, the parts that are probably real. Yeah, I mean, you know, and my question is, why would you have an audio recording and not... You know, the 911 call, I can understand. Yeah. That one actually sounded pretty damn, you know, pretty damn convincing. That guy knew he saw something. He never said Bigfoot. Or, yeah. It seemed like he wanted to say Bigfoot, but like I said, he, he didn't just, want to be ridiculed. Yeah. I mean, that's it's part of the problem, too. I mean, anymore, if you say you saw a Bigfoot, you're more likely to get, you know, ridiculed. Than anything else. Yeah. Before. You ever see any of the news report where they're talking about, like, someone's seen Bigfoot or something? They always, you know, ridicule the person after they're oh, done sure. interviewing and, and everything. And they don't ever and... find somebody that's a professional yeah. or something like that, you know. They always find the uh, shirtless, toothless redneck yeah. to uh, interview. Well, well, they make, like, the snide jokes afterwards, you know. I yeah. better stay out of the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Back to you, Chuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, I see. And so it makes it hard to want to come forward if you do, you know, have seen something. So many of these Bigfoot sites are awful websites, though. Yeah. I mean, just the uh, the uh, quality of the website itself is not the best, so it's... I, I will say, I've seen some maps of, like, all the, you know, reported sightings and stuff, and it is interesting to see that they're they're mostly concentrated, you know, along, along the edges of the U.S. I mean, and when they are concentrated, it's like just one big group in one area, and... Yeah, it's not spread out all over everywhere. Yeah. Whereas if it was like just individual hoaxes here and there, it seemed like it'd be more um, more widespread than, you know, the concentration. All right, here is a, a show I listen to quite a bit. Uh, Coast to Coast AM has a Bigfoot vocalizations thing on here. Let's see. Hopefully this will work. 
Coast to Coast is, uh, <laughs> you get some real crackpots on there somewhere, but sometimes, but sometimes there's, uh, a, a, uh, you know, a nugget of something that could be true, and Coast to Coast isn't wanting to work. Well, I will say this, even when they are cra- crackpots, though, they do a good job on Coast to Coast of, you know, you know, being reasonable with them, and, you know, not just making fun of them, and. Oh, wait, here's one that says attacked by Bigfoot, we gotta listen to this. says it's trying to play but oh oh shit you have to log in never mind yeah eh, I'm not a member so I'm not <laughs> <laughs> you're not an elite yeah uh, I'm not elite uh, coast to coast person I like to listen but that's about it so I mean this just kind of gives you a uh... well here's one that says a police officer encounters Bigfoot yeah I watched a video not too long ago where um uh... There was a cop car driving along, and they see what drive, runs out in front of them looks like a Bigfoot. And, you know, they had the video, and they've even done tests, you know, and it definitely looks like if it was a person running, they would have had to wait till like, the last minute to run in front of the cop car. And um, no sane person is just going to run out front, but, it, you know, it looked like it was covered head to toe in fur. So if it was someone in a suit, that's even more dangerous and more unlikely. Was that in Georgia? Is that where that was? Yeah, that was in uh, northern Georgia, I believe. Uh, Lumpkin County, Georgia? Yeah, I've got the video right here. Okay. Yeah. Facebook find Bigfoot. Uh, Georgia police dash cam video 569. Yeah, that's the one. Across the road in 1.39 seconds. Don't worry, you won't see it on the first pass. It's too fast to dark. But it confirms on incredible quickness. I know northern Georgia has like a big uh, area of Bigfoot sightings. There's a lot of rural land in Georgia. Yeah. Grabs a rail twice. You see that immediate tree hiding response. Okay, dude. I really don't want to hear you talk. Get the Bigfoot. (laughs) Are you sure this this video is like eight minutes long? Um, I think it's probably got a lot of him talking in there. The video I've seen was you know less than um ten seconds. Wow, yeah, it does. It's it's just, I mean, just barely off the edge of the screen, you can see something run. Yeah. But when they do, like, the daytime tests and everything and how far it would have been, you know, from the vehicle to there, it was too damn close for someone to want to run out in front of a vehicle. I want to get this other police officer one. Okay, here we go. And it, 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 and there's no way they could have known it was a cop, you know, to run out in front so they could call a camera or anything like that. Here's the, okay. Uh, July 2006 in the Oogla Sioux Pine Ridge Reservation, close encounters and sightings have been occurring with the Bigfoot. Local police have routinely responded and sometimes seen the tall, hairy hominid. You've been able to follow here an ongoing rundown on these almost real-time reports. Here's a, a dispatch call from that. All right, let's see. Uh, file 404 not found, of course. <laughs> Fucking Cryptomundo website. All right, well, never mind. <laughs> I hate that. Let's see if it'll do it. Let's try it again. Nope, and the file not found. All right, well, never mind. <laughs> oh, man. What do we got next, Dusty? Hmm, good question. <laughs> I mean, and, you know, you gotta give, you're got to going to have to give us, we're going to have to have a growth period here because this yeah. is a completely different type of show than what we normally do. Um, I'll admit we weren't completely rep- prepared for this show you know we weren't as prepared as we should have been mm. they'll get better do we know what we're doing next episode um i want to do jfk if you're cool with that oh hell yeah, yeah. the jfk assassination yeah yeah 
Um, this episode did teach me something because I came into this. So you know, I researched some before the episode, but I, you know, thought, well, I know enough about Bigfoot. Yeah. I can just spit <laughs> shit about Bigfoot all day long. You know, and here we are, how far are we in? Here we are, uh, 45 minutes into the episode, and we have nothing to talk about. So That's a good first episode, though. Yeah, it's a I good mean... first episode. Uh, you know, keep in touch with us. Uh, you know, uh, send us an email at thecovertcast at yahoo.com, or go to thecovertcast.com. And if you're in the Florida area, I mean, mostly we're mostly central, but anywhere in Florida, if you have something strange or unusual, we'd like to come check it out. We're I mean, ready to believe you. Yeah, we're ready to believe you. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget to check out our uh, sister podcast that we're also host of, Slacker in Demand. It's uh, much more streamlined most of the time, unless we have a you know equipment foul up. It is much more yeah. streamlined. We've been doing that one for a while. I so. do want to also thank uh, Geek World Order for doing our logo that we're going to have on our site and on our Facebook page. Yes, very much so. Geek World Order is an awesome website uh randy the guy that runs it's a uh, fairly handy uh at uh you know photoshop and whatnot yeah know. um check out slacker the man slacker the man at hotmail.com i don't know why i just gave the email address check out slacker the man <laughs> at slacker and the man um and uh check us out at the covertcast.com yeah and once again you can contact us at the covertcast at yahoo.com very much so yeah so it's been fun doing this with you dusty yeah it's been a good episode till next week yep you're listening to the Long Coat Mafia. Capish. With that ending of the Covert Cast and a little brief reintro to our show, we here at the Long Coat Mafia podcast hope you enjoyed that episode of Covert Cast and you hope you overall enjoyed this Lost Media episode as a kind of an apology episode for all of you once again and if you want to share your thoughts on this episode you could always email us at longcoatmafia at gmail.com and use the usual links down in the description down below to post on our uh, facebook page or what have you as we go through this whole reboot reorganization ordeal and um, one of the things that we've included in our link tree and we will be including it in the description down below is a uh, GoFundMe link that you, if you are able to uh, donate to, please do so. Please share the link. Please share this episode out because we are trying to raise funds for a new computer or new-ish computer that will last us for a little while longer. And that way we could start putting out more episodes on a more frequent basis we don't have to use our phone to record episodes with sasha and so forth and so on any little bit does help so and getting that new or new ish computer will help us in the long run trust me it will and everyone thank you for listening please support the show i'm the reverend godfather aka the martinsburg madman and i am out of here here. You've been listening to the Long Coat Mafia Podcast, the internet's most hated and mafia themed geek podcast.